You are listening to the When Life Stops podcast, season two, with your host, Daytola and Stella. We are both moms who have loved and lost, and we're so glad to have you listening. Every week, you would hear more about our stories, some relatable interviews, as well as practical tips that you can apply to help you find new meaning after loss. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. This is episode 11 of season two of the When Life Stop podcast. Hey, Stella, how are you? Hey, Tessa, Lama girl. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Hello, my listeners. I'm so excited to have you here with us again. Yes, I'm excited as well. I'm excited. We are going to be talking about a particularly exciting topic for me. Because this is a topic I am really passionate about, especially since the pandemic. Yeah. It's on dealing with grief in the workplace. Yeah, yes, yes. But before we get into it, we want to give a shout out to one of our listeners. Yes, we always love hearing from our listeners. And as usual, we want to say a big thank you to everyone who takes time to listen to our podcast and those who share it with others. We want to give a special shout out today to Smiley Shelly. Oh, I love that. Smiley (laughs) Shelly, who left us this beautiful comment. She says, thank you, Detala and Stella, for sharing so candidly about your respective experiences. I'm struggling to find the words to articulate how grateful I am to you both. Oh, thank you so much, Shelly. Thank you, Smiley Shelly. Thank you so much for giving us this encouraging comment. We love hearing from you and we are honored that you even find the time to listen to us. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So if you want us to give you a shout out on our coming episodes, be sure to rate us, subscribe and leave us a comment on any podcast app you listen from. Yes, you heard it. You heard it from Stella. Make sure you leave us a comment and You know, we pick people randomly and just give them a shout out. Right. So before we get into the subjects um, of today, we this is the little part where you get to know a little bit more about Stella and myself. Yeah. Stella, are you ready for the question of today? Ooh, am I ready? Bring it on. (laughs) Bring it on. Bring it on. Don't worry. It's a very simple question. And the question is, what is one of the best things you love about your job? Hmm. Okay, so um, I'm a mammographer professionally, and I work in with women. Yeah. And I play a huge role in their journey with breast cancer. Mm. So for me, that's one of the things that I get to love is the fact that you know, I get to play that role, you mm. know, somewhat in their journey. And yeah, it's, it's, it's quite rewarding. So, yeah. So, so, so let me get that, Stella. So do you mean everyone that comes to you already has breast cancer or you, you check to see? Okay, so, so, so what we, exactly we, do you do? We provide a diagnostic service for ah. women who, who are, you know, symptomatic and women right. who are 
yeah on you know asymptomatic as well right so yeah okay. so we, oh. it, we work it's a, a screening service and a symptomatic mm-hmm. service so yeah wow that's interesting for me um what i love about my job slash business because i see mm. those both and um, if you don't know already i um work as a women leadership and productivity coach mm. and so what i basically do is activate women to live and lead a life of significance and I think the what I love about my job is seeing women's life transform so Mm. for example someone comes to me is not clear about what um, their purpose is is not clear Mm. if they're meant to be in this job or they want to increase their leadership skills and when I walk them through a journey seeing Mm. them transform right before my eyes like seeing Mm. this brand new person really really just makes it makes me happy and it makes me want to continue what I'm doing and also being a grief recovery specialist I it's it's just refreshing seeing someone come to me so broken and frail and by the end of our sessions it's almost as if you can see the weights being lifted off them Mm, so that's that's just fulfilling for me okay awesome thank you Stella so like I mentioned earlier, today's topic is one I am passionate about. And um, since I did my grief recovery training, one of the decisions I made, apart from helping individuals um, to recover from their losses, was to work with organizations, you mm. know, because I wanted to be able to train organizations to be more grief aware and to build a healthy grief culture especially now that we've gone through this global pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone, many, all of us, we've lost something. We've lost the life we once knew before the pandemic. Many yeah. have lost loved ones. Many people have experienced all kinds of losses. And so now I've had the opportunity to go speak to several organizations on this subject. Mm. Because now more than ever, if you, if you want to, you know, we need to talk about this subject, we spend, I think there was a research done that we spend um, one third of our day, I hope I got mm. that right, at work. So if you're at work, um, <clears throat> whether remotely or in person, you are spending a lot of time with colleagues, a lot of time yeah. in the workplace, right? Yeah. So today, um, we want to be able to address that. Now, if you remember, Stella, in I think mm. it was episode... 12 of season oh, one, yeah, I hope yeah. I got that right. We talked yeah. about the impact of grief on our work. Yeah. So if, and listeners, if you haven't listened to the episode, go check out episode 12, season one. But today we really, really want to dive into how organizations and businesses can support grievers in the workplace. So I'm going to open this up and ask Stella. <laughs> I know and from your story that you, you, were, def- you were working when Tamara died. Yeah. So do you want to share some of the experience when you when you go back to work? How long did it take you to go back to work, first of all? And what was your experience like? Were you supported by the NHS? I, I believe you were working with them then. Did you get support? What was your colleagues' reactions? Just walk us through that journey. Yeah, thank you, my darling. So yeah, um, back in, that was many, many years ago. So that's over... Um, eight years ago when that happened. So I'm sure you would you would agree that our awareness to what to do 
with regards to grief is more heightened now. Um, back then, um, I did get support from my line managers. You know, I did get told to um, take as much time as I needed. Mm. But I also had this, you know, um, I don't know, call it guilt. You know, I just mm. didn't want to sit at home. You know, I felt like, oh, my goodness, I should be at work, you know. Um, so I didn't take, uh, I took maybe but like um, two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, two weeks. And I was back in to work and my manager did agree to do like a face return, you know, Um but I was really eager to get back to work, you know, and what I felt was that, you know, if my manager probably was, you know, was aware and trained, she could probably have maybe discouraged that, <laughs> you know, discouraged mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. uh, and encouraged me to take as much time as I needed, you know, and insist on me looking after myself, you yeah. know, because the yeah. very first week I came back to work, um, I saw a colleague of mine, you know, and she asked me, how's your daughter? Wow. You know, and I literally just broke down in the middle of the waiting room with, mm. with ladies and patients waiting to be seen, you know, and I felt, and, and she, she apologized and she said, oh my goodness, I did not know, mm. you know, so my, my colleagues were not aware that I had lost a child. You know, it wasn't discussed. Um, and so there was that awkwardness of people asking me questions. Oh, you were away. Is your daughter better now? You know, and I had to explain myself to people, cry in front of people when I didn't feel like I wanted to. You know, so it wasn't that great. <laughs> it wasn't that great of an experience. And I don't think that really helped my healing. Yeah, you know, and also um, working in the NHS as well. My daughter, I went back to work in the same hospital where my daughter had died. Oh wow! You know, wow. so yes, yeah. so walking along the corridors, yeah, meeting consultants who who <laughs> who treated her. So I literally used to dock when I'll see a doctor coming. You know, not that they would have recognized me, mm. but you know, I would just dock and wait for them to pass by. So I didn't quite give myself the time that I needed to heal, right. you know. So if if my manager, if, you know, let's say someone who was, yeah, my line manager, if she had an understanding of yeah. what yeah. to do when, uh, you know, your staff has experienced loss, mm -hmm. signs to, you know, your role, yes. you know, in yes. helping them heal, signs to, to, to notice, things like that. It was like, okay, you're back now. You know, take all the time you need. And that was it. Wow. You know, so there was really nothing put in place, you know, to really help me heal. Mm -hmm. You know, although I felt coming back to work would have done me good, but it was harrowing. It was mm -hmm. harrowing. So I, I do think that a lot of conversations need to yeah. be had in the workplace. You know, my experience was, you know, it was very, you know, lopsided. You know, it was it was really tough really really tough and after that two weeks you know after that two weeks away and you know I was expected to just uh, continue mm -hmm. you know I was expected to just get on with it you know so yeah wow wow mm. thank you so much Stella for sharing that must have been traumatic yeah, not only did you go back to you know the same organization I mean NHS where 
um, um, Tamara was born and the doctors that were working with, with you yeah. or colleagues didn't know and all of that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was, <laughs> mine was a bit different in the sense that, okay, so, so let me, let me, let me walk you through what happened. So obviously I was running, you know, running my business. Right. Mm. But when Moraki and Caleb died, my brain kind of died along with, <laughs> it's like all my creativeness. And my, I just, it affected me. I couldn't think, I couldn't work. I couldn't really run my business, right? So thankfully there were um, structures in place such that it, there were huge parts of my business that could run without me. But mm. then I, I, I just felt useless in some ways. So, I thought the brilliant, I know, I, I had a brilliant idea. In fact, it was a friend who called me. I was like, oh, you're just sitting at home. We should get you a job. You know, let me introduce you to my former manager, yada, yada, yada. And so it was basically a phone call. And I got this, and I think I mentioned part of this in season mm. one, where I got this graduate role. Wow. And so I almost, in fact, the, I think it was the week after Marakino was buried that I started the role. Wow. Now, it was only the manager who knew. And I was like, I don't want this discussed with anyone. Mm. I'm new here. I don't want anyone looking at me weird. I don't want to receive, um, I don't want to get pit- pitiful looks from anyone. And so I went in guarded. Mm. I went in with no one knowing about me. And so yeah. I, was, I felt so isolated because I didn't mm. want to share my, my pain with anyone. Yeah, I didn't but somehow you wanted people to know. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> But it, it was still weird because someone mm. would ask, oh, you have children. How many children do you have? And I would mm. pause in my mind. I'm mm. like, should I say three or should I say four? Should wow. I tell them? Mm. And if, you know, the usual question, how many children do you have? Oh, yeah. and then how old are they? I didn't want to go mm. down that route. So sometimes I would hear myself saying three just to avoid questions. Mm. And I would feel bad. You know, mm. sometimes I would rush to the toilet and cry. My eyes would be puffy. They would look at me and say, are you all right? Okay. Like, yeah, I'm all right. You know, and then I was, I was just a shell of myself. I would get into mm. work, do my job and go back home. And thinking about it now, I'm sure my colleagues looked at me weird. Who's this weird lady? Because I didn't mm. want to get close to anybody just so that I didn't have to be vulnerable to them. Mm. But thankfully, my manager, like I said, who knew, was very supportive and she's, she's a mom herself so anytime I broke down she said don't worry just go home you know but again remember that because my colleagues didn't know they'll be wondering yes we know this lady does her job well but suddenly mm. she's off work suddenly she's, she's always living going in the middle home. of the day she's always going home mm. this is weird human being mm. you know? mm. so mm. all those me trying to manage my own work-life um mm. balance thinking mm. about what colleagues are saying it was just too much yes. it was a lot um so you know I, I, I interestingly it was only after the day i was leaving when i was writing my goodbye letter was when i told my colleagues and you could almost see them going, wow. oh so this yeah. is what have you've been going through for the mm. last year and everyone replied oh so sorry and that was when i connected with them the day i was wow. leaving wow Can you imagine so wow it was just that, that you know what you've just said uh, there's so much so much so much in that mm-hmm. you know yeah. the fact that we want to just stay in our shell and yeah. staying in our shell stops us from receiving mm-hmm. you know and it took your last day, day. your last day <laughs> ah my goodness and if we knew better 
right? Would have done better, but yeah, I didn't know yeah. better at the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was after I think two weeks or three weeks after I left the job was when I now did my grief recovery training. I'm like, mm. oh, okay, so mm. it's but that's it. When we grow, we know better and we do yeah. better, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, interestingly, a, a few weeks ago, I carried out the survey on LinkedIn. And the results, even though they were not surprising, were shocking. And the question I was asking was, if you experienced grief, did you get any form of support from your employer? And Ooh. did it help? And 69% of respondents said they didn't receive any type of form of support, grief support wow. from their employers. 22% said they received support, which helps them. And 6% said they received support, but it wasn't helpful. Wow. Now there's, and, and I did some more extensive study around, you know, grief in the workplace. And there's this mm. report, the Sue Ryder Grieve in the Workplace Report. And I think it was, they, they, yeah, they did the survey after the pandemic. And one of the stats that came out was that only 30% of employees say that the leadership of their organization has communicated with them about grief or bereavement in the past year. And only 32% of employees are aware that their employer has a bereavement policy. So still, I can see, just like you said, mm-hmm. now more than ever, yeah. we need to approach the subject of grief and loss mm-hmm. differently in the workplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. So, so true. You know, you can't imagine the impact just having a staff off, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for six months <laughs> does on the workforce and in in such a time where we've we've shared common common losses yeah. where there every one person has been affected by the pandemic yeah you know imagine the compound effect if you know in the workplace yeah. we're not yeah. able to manage and support people so that they can move forward and support the the the, the workforce mm-hmm. you know so there is a hidden cost to yeah. grief there, there is, is a hidden cost to grief and we need to pay attention yeah. and employers need to pay attention yeah definitely i mean that that report um sue Ryder report i was talking to you about mm. just shared so much it shared how you know um five percent of those expressing intense grief leave their jobs after six months and do not work wow. for the rest of the year yeah and you know people who come back to work are working at 70 percent of their of their mm-hmm. normal capacity yeah but ultimately i think what made it you know alarming or more alarming is that not only is bereavement a health and social care issue mm-hmm. like you said it's costing i mean if we're looking at the uk yeah. where we are it's costing the uk government an estimated 23 billion pounds a year Wow. In loss gross um, value added, um, G- GVA, and yeah. it also cost the UK Treasury an estimated eight billion in wow. reduced tax revenue, increased health costs, and income support payments. Can you so imagine? There is a loop, a vicious wow. cycle. Because if someone yeah. is grieving, they can't work. That means they don't have income. They need to rely on the government, right? Mm-hmm. To um, for job support or income mm. support and so it's costing the employee mm-hmm. it's costing the employer and it's also costing yeah. the government <laughs> yeah and even though the stats yeah. i'm sharing is mm. just um, i think they covered bereavement 
Mm. If we extrapolate it to those who are going through other type of losses, so divorce, mm. yeah. moving, um, pet loss, all of those mm. losses that you know, other losses that we know can invoke grief. Yeah, we can see that these numbers are going to be higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's indeed a serious issue, you know, and we need to do a lot more mm. to make sure that the workplace is even aware yeah. <laughs> of all of these mm-hmm. and that they have the the know-how to address yeah. you know yeah. all these issues that are arising because clearly it's costing the employers yeah. and yeah. it's costing the employees mm-hmm. i mean if, if you take me as an example again i only lasted mm-hmm. a year in my job <laughs> and even in that one year that i was there wow I was signed off work like about four to five times by my GP. And each time mm. I would be off for like two weeks. Oh. Can you imagine? Mm. I just couldn't cope. It was too much for me. I would, um, um, you know, come to work, do my work. I and mean, for the time that I'm there, I would do it well. Because I, I, I got feedback, oh, you're doing your work well. But then the instance I crash or something triggers something in me, I'm off. Mm, you're off. <laughs> Once I go to the GP and start crying, they'll just sign me off. Oh, like, oh, this baby has come back again. Come back again. Another <laughs> two weeks, I'm off. And it was just, mm. it, you know, it, it, it didn't look like me at all. And I, I yeah. felt too bad. I was feeling guilty that mm. I'm taking time off work. Mm. I, 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 you know, it's, it's affecting me, affecting my employer. Right. Mm. So mm. I know, Stella, you, you had mentioned that obviously you're working in the NHS. So are you still in the same department that you were in at the time or have you changed? Oh, no, no, no. I'm still working in the NHS, but I've changed jobs. I think it got to a point where it was just too Mm. difficult for me to be in the same hospital, (laughs) you know. So my family made that move. We actually left that town, Mm. you know, to help us heal, you know. So, yeah, I still work in the NHS, you know, but I had to change my employer. Yeah. So how long did you last or how long did you? Oh, I think I stayed for a year. I, I, I held on for another year. <laughs> we try. We, we, I, I did. Yeah, I held on for a year. Um, yeah. Suffering in silence. Suffering, suffering in silence. Suffering hmm. in silence. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm just yeah. trying to imagine a lot of people who've gone through grief hmm. and have had to leave their job hmm. because they've not been able to cope and they've not gotten yeah. the right support yeah. from their employers. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think we should explore some of how we can address grief properly in the workplace. Yeah, you know, because it's not just enough to point that you know this is an issue. Mm. What can we do? How can we address it? So if we look at it from three angles, so from the the point of the coworkers, yeah. the organization as a whole, and from the grievous point of view. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how coworkers. You know, as these people are the people grievers will face almost every day when they go back to work, Mm -hmm. you know. So even equipping them with things not to say to a griever, Mm -hmm. you know, the right language, you know, because some some people don't know what to say. Some people, you know, are awkward around people. It's like, oh, what do I say? I'll avoid them. Exactly. You know, things like I know how you feel. Do you? (laughs) Do you? You know? everything will be okay no Mm. (laughs) no no everything is not okay Okay. to a griever you know and that's not what they are feeling that's not what they are thinking so you telling them everything will be okay is not Mm. it's not it's not a form of comfort to them Mm. you know anything that reinforces one of the six myths that we discussed in season one 
you know so if you have listened to it refresh your memory if you haven't please go back to season one episode two and listen again you know and 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 Things like at least, mm. you know, at least you knew her before she died. Mm-hmm. At least you were there when he died. At least you got to see her last Mine year. Mine was at least you have three other children. Imagine. Can you imagine that? It okay. does not mean, it's more or less trying to minimize the losses, you know. So things like anything that is is about you and not them, you know. Yeah. They're trying to talk to you about what they've been through and you're trying to change the topic, mm. you know, because you're like, no, let's not talk about it. They do want to talk about yeah. it, yeah. you know. So there are so many things. And to be honest, there are a lot of resources out there that are trying to help people, yeah. to support people when they're grieving. Yeah. So you can't say you don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Have you sought, you know, have you sought out information, yeah. you know, to be a better co-worker? Yeah, you know, and even I know that you know some people are a bit skeptical about sharing the news. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's the duty of the co, you know, the employer yes. to let you know, you know, even not even going into details when the person is due to come back to work, just calling a meeting and saying this person has had a really hard tough time. Yeah, you know, please be supportive, please be sympathetic, mm-hmm. you know, bear with them, just so that everyone is aware, and, you know. So what can we say or do in, instead? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what can we say or do as co-workers? Mm. We need to listen with our heart yes. and not interrupt them. Mm. You know, do go out of your way to talk to them. You know, talk to people. Um, if you're not able to listen to a griever at that moment, schedule that schedule time to talk to them. You know, if yeah. you're yeah schedule time to talk to them let them know that what they want to say is important mm-hmm. you know and you're there to listen so grievers often feel isolated as people avoid them yeah. for fear of yeah. saying the wrong thing so they end up very alone i think i experienced this in my first week going back to work you know people who knew just wanted to <laughs> avoid me yeah. you know yeah. so say things like can you tell me more about it mm-hmm. you know and listen without you know, analyzing, judging, or criticizing, you know, mm-hmm. things like, I can't imagine how you feel. Say things like, I can't imagine how painful, devastating, how breaking this has been for you. Mm-hmm. There are no words, yeah. you know, yeah. ask them, can I, you know, can I hold you? Can I mm-hmm. hug you? You know, is it okay to pray for you? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that, that show yeah. that yeah. you are listening with your heart. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Wow. That, that's fantastic. Thank you, Stella. And I know someone here might be saying, oh, but is it, wouldn't it be prying if I ask, you know, what happened? I think read the room, read the griever if you're close. Mm. And, you know, the, the griever is giving you um, some form of green lights mm. that they want to talk about it. Then um, you can just say, do you want to tell me a little bit about it so that they are able to talk because grievers want to talk. They do, they do, they do. A truckload of emotions waiting to burst out. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yes. Yeah, so um, you know, let's let's go ahead to look at what organizations that you know, leaders, HR managers can do differently, mm. um, such that the subject of grief and loss is normalized. And you already mentioned one key point where it's you know, first of all, I think we should have an a discussion with the grieve and say, so how much do you want us to share with, with, you know, colleagues? Mm, yeah. Um, w- what is safe enough to share? Because they need mm. to, 
make your colleagues aware at least yeah. of something has happened so that yeah. they are aware and then begin to sensitize them and say, look, don't, these are some of the things to say and not say, right? One key, I believe that leaders or organizations need to create a healthy grief culture. Culture, yeah. You know, yeah. and how can we do this? By remo- removing the fear of a griever asking for help. Mm. Let grievers feel comfortable to ask for help when they need it. Yeah. Offer flexibility in workload and shift patterns for grievers because yeah. one key symptoms or response of grievers to grieve is sorry of grievance to loss is mm. that they have they have reduced concentration yeah and so if there's a way to help them by providing flexibility in their workload that would help them and they would you know it would help them not feel guilty about mm. oh i'm not i'm not pulling my weight i'm not yeah. um, being productive give them enough time off now yeah. i know that labor laws is tricky it's uh, for parents, they get two weeks off mm. know, um, by law. But other yeah. losses, they yeah, five days. Yeah, and man, you have some some people have things like special leave and all. Mm. That, but you need to like give your a griever enough time off, right? Encourage conversations about grief in the workplace. Do yeah. grief seminars, grief mm. workshops. That's where I come yeah. in, and that's what I've been doing for for organizations. Mm. Another thing that can be done, which I also um, can help organizations with, is conducting awareness trainings for line managers, mm. because that way they are the ones that also need to be more sensitive with yeah. the body language of the griever, and talk to other colleagues using the right language, because if if colleagues are ready before the griever comes up comes back to work it's it it helps yeah have a bereavement policy if you don't have one already and inform staff about it because most staff don't even know that it exists so the line manager should be saying to a griever oh do you know there's a bereavement policy make sure you've read it if Mm. you have questions let me know and then they should sign posts um grievers to resources that can help um so there's the employee assistant program if people want to start using the grief recovery method in the workplace fantastic fantastic so Stella um do you um know about do you, do you have the employee no, assistant? no. Um, I, I don't even I don't even think I've ever heard it you okay. know what is it what is it about <laughs> so apparently and you see that's where the problem is because mm. a number of organizations have the employee assistant assistant program where you can call wow. in and share you know whatever problems and it's not just for bereavement it could be anything because they're there to assist you but research mm. has shown that not a lot of people are using that program they're not even aware it's either they're not aware oh, of it okay or, so check nhs might have it as well so it's maybe maybe aware or maybe it's called a different thing. Maybe it's called a different thing. Yeah. You know, maybe it's called a different thing because I know that we've got um, we've got some 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 sort of um, talk to us uh, kind of thing where you can pick up a number and speak to your employer. Yeah, but it, I think it's around it's around uh, maybe harassment if you're feeling bullied at work. Yeah, you know, so things like that. I think they are called. You know, I can't remember exactly what it's yeah. called. Yeah, I think yeah, it's so it's that fun. phone line. Apparently, you can call them if you've gone through a bereavement as well. But oh, not a okay. lot of people okay. are using them. You huh. see, 
And so that's why personally I am big on mm. I'm trying to introduce organizations to um, <clears throat> signpost grievers to work with a grief recovery specialist to show them the action steps of recovery. Because think about it. If you've recovered, you're able to do your work mm-hmm. more productively. Yeah. You are, you know, you, 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 you are, you've dealt with your unresolved grief. So mm-hmm. your work is no longer as impacted. Does that make sense? Yeah. And if you've now feel more empowered to even deal with other future losses and to deal with the loss you've gone through such that you are now back to work whole. Oh, well, yeah. close enough. <laughs> if you see what yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I, I, I really hear you. You know, and that leads us to the third angle, which is the responsibility of the griever at work. Mm. You know, evidence suggests support is more effective when initiated by the individual making use of it. Mm. You know, rather than an organization pushing employees towards a particular source of help, you know, it's more effective if the individual is, is, is seeking the help yeah, and yeah. using it. You know, of course, individuals, um, organizations can provide, you know, the individual with information about what support is available, but the individual needs to take ownership of their healing. You know, we always say that time does not heal. Uh-huh. It's what we do in the passage of time that guarantees healing you know, so it's your responsibility to seek healing. It's your responsibility to seek recovery. Yeah. You know, yeah. some of the things that, you know, one can do. So if you're listening to us and you've experienced loss and you're like, okay, how can I get to this point where I have recovered? You know, some of the things that you can do. And I mean, we, we've, we talked so much about this in episode, in season one, you know, season one really equipped our listeners with tools. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you can do is to acknowledge how you're feeling, you know, acknowledge how you are feeling. Your feelings are valid. Acknowledge them. Don't run away from them. Don't hide them. You know, be emotionally honest with yourself and with others. When someone asks you, how are you? Mm -hmm. You can safely, you can safely tell them, you know, how you're feeling ask them do you really want to know (laughs) and if they say yes don't be afraid to share how you really feel but also be mindful of how much detail you share and with who you also have to be you know you be understanding (laughs) you know that not everybody will get you Mm -hmm. not everybody has the grief muscle to offer the right words and comfort to you you know Ask your employer what the policy around bereavement loss, bereavement and losses, if you're not sure. Be responsible for, take ownership of your healing. There's a lot out there that can help, but you have to take a step further to seek it out. Wow, fantastic, Stella. Thank you for, for sharing that. And I like that part about, you know, if someone says, how are you? You're like, mm, do you really want to know? Because I've got mm-hmm. lots to share, man. <laughs> yeah. How, you ask them, how much time do you, how time do you have? have? <laughs> I mean, so I think, you know, we've shared, we've, we've shared quite a lot on this episode and I would encourage you to go back and listen to it again. With the, there's so much to share on the subject. Trust me, there mm-hmm. is so much to there share. But we're mindful of time. And so we're going to just round off this episode by saying, just like and reiterating what Stella said, that ultimately you as the griever, you're responsible for your own recovery, even Mm. if your organization supports you. 
And so we want to encourage you to prioritize your mental health, your emotional health, speak to your GP, always ask God for strength. You know, let's not forget the place of prayer. Mm. And also remember that we are here. We are here to walk alongside you. I can work with you in the capacity, in my capacity as a grief recovery specialist and Stella as a grief counselor. So if you want to know more about how we can support you on your grief journey, please email us, okay, at hello at whenlifestops.org. That is hello at whenlifestops.org. We'll put the email in the show notes. And so Stella, as a roundup, I would just, I want to ask you to just pray over our listeners who might be experiencing heartbreak right now, who's they're struggling at work. Some of them are not sure, should I go back, should I stay? You know, just say a word of prayer over them. Father, we just say thank you for our listeners. Thank you for everyone, oh God, who is in this place where they are reaching out to you for help, where their hearts are broken, where they are feeling discouraged. Father, Lord, we pray that you will comfort them. You said you will never leave us nor forsake us, that even when we go through fire, you will be with us. Even when we go through waters, Lord, it will not overwhelm us. It will not drown us. We pray, Lord, that you will send your help, that for everyone who is struggling in their workplace, struggling Mm. with their businesses, Father, finding it difficult to concentrate because Mm. of the pain of their losses, that, Lord God, you will comfort them and ease their pain. We pray that this this episode, oh God, would have brought some form of clarity and would have left them with a desire to take a step further. Lord, we are praying that, Lord, you will be with them, you will help them. Thank you because, Lord, you brought us out of our pain. Mm. You brought us out and you've healed our hearts. And so we know that you're able to do it for everyone who is listening. Thank you, oh God. They will find the right support. They will find the right resources. And, Lord, you will continue to help them, oh God, as they take steps every day towards healing. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. amen amen thank you so much Stella for praying so there you have it everyone and you know I was going to point it as well if you're listening and you're probably a CEO of an organization HR manager um, or someone who's also who, who wants to know more about helping from an employee perspective then please reach out send an email again to hello at whenlifestops.org and we can take it from there because I believe the more Um, organizations are aware and the more we normalize the conversation of grief in the workplace the better it will be for everyone okay so there you have it our listeners thank you once again for tuning in yes yes thank you so much yeah so much we enjoy hearing from you so don't forget to leave us a comment or review and also rate us rate us Mm -hmm. on any apps that you're on remember we've given our shout outs to those who leave us comments and reviews we'll pick out someone you know randomly and just give a shout Yay. out and yeah. also please share this podcast this episode the whole podcast with anyone <laughs> who you know there who may be experiencing <laughs> loss let them go start from season one if they are new to the podcast yeah. um and again like i said if you want training for your organization or business then reach out to us by email Awesome, awesome guys, and thank you, Vetala, for such a lovely, lovely session today. We hope you have found this episode valuable. Till next time, we pray you find the grace to find new meaning to live after loss. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Catch you on the next episode. God bless. God bless. Bye.